Yeah, recording. Okay, in recording in progress. I heard that. Oh. So the parents of somebody may have no headphones on and it bled through the speaker. I don't have no headphones on. I got an earbud in, but oh, no headphones. You're like running naked on us in there. <laughs> yeah. You're unprotected. <laughs> I got an earbud for each ear, but yeah. I guess that'll do. Yeah. Finishing up that last taco. <laughs> All right. Well. Hey, let's get the show on the road. Yeah, hey. let's do that. <laughs> This is the podcast that sounds funny, and today it is the week of May 25th, 2021, episode 30, the big 3-0. Oh, get old. Yeah, we are two blind brothers and a blind sister telling it the way we see it. We uh, want to introduce ourselves. My name is Keith, and joined with me are... Terry. And Jill. All right. Hey. So there we have all our opening festivities out of the way. Yeah. Uh, this is the part where I talk about what's new. Does anyone have a question? Something maybe that's happened lately, classic family story, what you're reading, watching, doing. Uh, we are recording a little bit later today. The people won't know that, though. In yeah, part because were. somebody had an appointment this morning. And uh, it's a good time of the day to squeeze it in before kids come home from the school on their last week of school. Had to get an ultrasound to see if I was pregnant. Yeah. (laughs) 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 How many babies hiding in there or something? Baby elephant is about it. Yeah. Do the baby elephant joke. Well, (laughs) his wife had to get an ultrasound, right? Yeah. (laughs) On her leg, check for blood clot. Ah, because she had that uh, single shot virus one, huh? Vaccine. Yeah, but they don't cause the blood clots, but still, she's been having a lot of pain in her knee, so. Well, in all fairness, they don't necessarily cause the blood clot, but if you're susceptible or prone to uh, I think they do something your, your body lets a scar down or something I don't know but it, it's really pretty small it's you know, negligible well I have a I have a funny story it's yeah in the you know, couple of years tell us, tell us. Um, well last week I did a top 10 on ancient underwear stuff so or, you know, funny underwear from the past. Well, this so you, you check your old underwear drawer and you pull this out. This, this old, <laughs> well, it's not an old underwear story, but it's a story about underwear. Um, back when I was going to college, back in uh, the 2000s, uh, uh, so long ago, oh, uh, I had my guide dog. I had a guide dog. His name was Derby. And he wore underwear. To the community <laughs> college. And we were... Um, going to class, and we had to get on the elevator. So we were in the elevator with 
you know, packed full of other college students. There, I had book bags and purses, and I got him down on the floor, standing there, his attention ready to get off the elevator when the doors open. So everybody lets us get off first. So we started to get off, and my dog started shaking his leg, and I'm like, "What's the, what's the deal?" And everybody started looking down, and there was a pair of women's thong panties stuck to my dog's foot. Oh, it was embarrassing. <laughs> oh, now we know what he wears. <laughs> it was like, uh, everybody's like, Ew. it's like, oh, wait a minute. It, How did it, 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 in the first place? <laughs> and so you look for the girl with the red face walking around really quickly from the elevator. <laughs> yeah, like, How can I face these people? Was somebody, were they in the elevator first and nobody noticed? Or did somebody's panties fall off or I mean, they got to be pretty tight fitting. So, you know, did somebody take them off? Yeah. If they were thong, you think they fit pretty snug. Nobody wanted to admit to and reach down and grab them. So they, they're, they somehow. I, they mean, got I could imagine if the elastic was loose and if a woman was wearing a skirt, they might kind of, you know, slide on down but yeah it'd be funny I mean, to be able to see how many women was on the elevator at that time and kind of look at each one of them <laughs> oh, that's right. look for the one that with a, with a blushing face and briskly walking away oh always blushing and waltzing around and you know the college class is about an hour hour and a half long and so we're going back down the hallway towards the elevator and i and somebody there's people are still oohing and ahhing and stuff because they were still laying in the hallway. No one bothered to pick them up. I was like, nobody wanted to touch funny. them. Oh, I don't believe it. You know, that's a funny one. <laughs> yep. We have other funny underwear stories, too, in our family to tell. But... Yep. Well, I, I know I can't think of any. <laughs> well, there's um, one with Mom and, and one with Steve. Steve's got one and Mom has oh, one. Oh, yeah. So, yep, I guess so. Uh, so uh, What's that? Go ahead. I said the only funny thing that's been happening around here is I've been watching Maverick this week. He's here, so I guess I get to say his name. Maverick. Or I could say he's a kid that his name rhymes with Schmaverick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maverick. You said you were watching Maverick, and so some people might think you're watching a TV show, Maverick. Yeah. I don't know. My the grandson. Grandson. But uh, the other day we were outside, and uh, his mom hasn't heard this story yet. She won't hear it till she gets home. But, uh, we was on the back porch and his diaper was wet. So it was kind of hanging out his shorts leg. And so I just unhooked it and let it fall out. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it was just laying there. So in a way that could be a, a underwear story, I suppose. Yeah. But then my husband was out in the story. yard. He was out in the yard putting water in a bucket for the dog. And I just assumed, cause he just, you know, he got real quiet. I thought he went out in the yard with grandpa. And then when grandpa comes back up, he says, hey, where's that little boy at? And I said, I thought he followed you out in the yard to give the dog water. Oh, no, he didn't. He where's he at? And he runs in the house because, of course, he can see looking for the little guy. And where was he sitting on the potty in the house? <laughs> it's like, of all things, he usually says, no, he doesn't want to sit on the potty. He's still not potty trained. And, and now suddenly he is. Well, no, he still wears a diaper. <laughs> But it would be awfully nice if it would have happened while his mom was on vacation. Oh, but... yeah. Well, maybe it's, it's the beginning of a new era for him. I hope so. Getting potty trained before she comes back, you mean? Yeah, yeah. that would be so nice. But, yeah, it ain't happening. Mm. Yeah. He's just too uh, attached. Well, that depends on 
Yeah. But they're staying gone for a week or a month. <laughs> they're going to be back tomorrow. Right. I've had him since Friday. So, so that's what I thought was kind of funny that his diaper just fell out of his shorts and then we lost him and found him in the bathroom. So the lost and found kid. Yep. And mama will never know until she <laughs> listens to this podcast. That's right. I'm never telling. You my did what? <laughs> I can't believe you. Yeah. Well, my only recent thing happened actually just well this morning. Uh, actually, yesterday afternoon, I got a letter from the VA uh, telling, you know, advising me to call the uh, the benefit hotline, which I'd never do because it's such a waste of time because they can never tell you anything anyway. But I did, and sure enough, they said, "Oh, the reason why we haven't made a decision is because your remand has been on hold thanks to COVID." I thought, well. It would have been nice to have told me this, you know, months and months ago. But yeah. the, but the, the the delay ends this weekend, and they said I should get a phone call next week about scheduling a doctor appointment. Hmm. Doctor appointment again? Uh huh. Because that's what the remand is for. Is you get the remanding to see the doctor's opinion, and it's like. Every time I go to one of these remands, I always ask the doctor, is there any reason why you can't sign off on this in my favor? Oh, no, I can do that. And every remand comes back. Oh, sorry, we need another remand. We need more information, more information. And it's like, oh, come on. I informed the doctors when I would go to see them. I'd say so many other doctors have wrote this off that being in the military exacerbates the eye condition. But they change their rules and they're paying out now. So I don't understand why you can't go along with the flow and go ahead and sign off on it. Well, in part, it's the doctor signing off on the criteria of the remand. And I've had every every time I go to a doctor, I always ask them. They always tell me, yeah. And so you would think that if the doctor agrees to the, the, the terms of the remand specifies, then the deciding authority should say, oh, we asked for this information. The doctor told us yes on this information. Therefore, we will award you some compensation. But no. Uh, in all, all honesty, at least I know of the progress. But I, I'm not impressed uh, in, with the timeline because even if they see, call me next week, it could be weeks or months before I'm actually seen and it could be months, if not a, a year or more, before someone makes a decision and they send me out for another remand. <laughs> they just want to keep making sure you're still blind. And for some reason, your vision hasn't miraculously come back. Yeah, well, and, and they want to make sure that they backdate it to the day I started this whole process and end up paying me 25 years worth of income. I'll get a whole career worth of money in one fell swoop. <laughs> yep, they'll do that, too. Yeah. Be like winning the lottery. They've been known to do that. Go back. That They've way. been known to do that. Go back quite some ways. But anyway, that's something new. Not particularly funny, but I know people sometimes like to hear about how things are progressing. And hey, there we go. Frustrating, yeah. but progressing. <laughs> uh, next up, 
what do we do next? Holidays, right? Yeah, if you have holidays, let's do those. We got some holidays. Happy holidays. May the calendar keep ringing. Happy holidays. Uh, Today, May 25th, Tuesday, it is May Revolution Day. I haven't got a clue what that would be about. It's the day that uh, May revolutes around the sun. <laughs> I, it must be. I don't know. It's uh, some kind of a federal appreciation type of a thing. It's also National Wine Day. Wine like drink or wine like, oh. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Want some cheese with that wine day? It's uh, also towel day, as in the you know terry cloth piece of fabric that you dry yourself off with. Yeah, that one I understand. <laughs> I don't even know why there's a day for that, but hey, that's today. <laughs> Celebrate your towels. This I guess is my while favorite you, one. While you mop up your wine that you spill. <laughs> uh, May twenty sixth, Wednesday, National Paper Airplane Day. What a good day for the middle of the last week of school there. Yeah. National Sorry Day. Vesic. Play the game of sorry. Vesic, I guess, is a Buddhist holiday. I have no clue. The World Lindy Hop Day, which is a dance craze back in the 1920s and 30s. Lift them right out of their blues. Inside that Lindy Hop. Just write that Lindy Hop. That dance will live on history's pages. Celebrate holding the dance to his white flag paper. There you go. Uh, May 28th. That's skip a day? Let's see. 26th Wednesday. I guess there is nothing on Thursday. Wow. Wow. A national day of national no yeah. holidays. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't skip anything. Uh, May 28th, Friday. National Brisket Day. Mm. Prepare yourself, Terry. National Hamburger <laughs> Day. That's Friday. National Ooh. Sunscreen Day. So, yeah, put on the sunscreen while you enjoy your hamburger or brisket out there at the barbecue. Yeah. It, that's also the first day of no school. I guess that'll be Thursday. Last day of school for here. <laughs> <laughs> It's also a particular kid's birthday who lives here, and uh, some other kid's birthday that we I know of who is a, a nephew of ours. Yeah, his name rhymes with um, um, Schmeven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're just poetic today, aren't you, man? I am. <laughs> uh, May 29th, Saturday. Learn about composting day. Hmm. Put a pillow on your fridge day. Wow. Is that for the Why? cat? <laughs> Good the, question. the cat sleeps up there. I don't know what fell on the fridge. I, I, guess, I guess that's so you can rest your head against the door while you look inside for your midnight snack or something. No. <laughs> uh, May 30th, Sunday, Indianapolis 500. Be there. Yeah. It's also mint julep day. So mm-hmm. watch the cars spin around and get spinning with your mint julep. 
Yeah. And finally, May 31st, Monday, Memorial Day. Ah. It's also na- uh, National Macaroon Day. Mm, yummy. World No Tobacco Day. Hmm. So while you have your hamburger on Friday, you can uh, do some work cooking out on Monday while you enjoy a macaroon cookie and don't smoke cigars or nothing like that. Yeah, macaroons probably taste awful when you're smoking. Yeah. You can smoke the meat, don't smoke the cigar. Mm. That's all I'm going to say. No chewing, no spitting, no smoking. No sniffing. Yeah. Nope, just eat macaroons, that's all. On Memorial Day. And celebrate whoever won the Indy 500. That's how my wife, when I was in Germany, they had snuff which is actually the stuff you sprinkle in the, between your thumb and forefinger right. and you sort it up through your nose, tobacco through your nose. Really? Yeah. And uh, over here, they call you know, the stuff you put in your, the worm dirt stuff. I call it worm dirt. You yeah. Know, is you put in your. Yeah, lip. they call that snuff. You snuff. And it's like, between oh, the snuff is, yeah. snort, sniffing it up your nose. I thought that snuff made them sneeze, but I don't know why they would want to sneeze. Well, I didn't know snuff. It, it's a powdered tobacco, tobacco, and whenever you go, it does kind of make you sneeze. I guess if you're not used to it, but right, huh. just like inhaling cigarettes will make you cough. <laughs> well, yeah, how would you know that? Yeah, <laughs> I just I told my grandson yesterday. It said it was escargot day, and he's like. What kind of car is that? I'm like, yeah, what kind? S car, S car go. He's like, oh, it's it's snails, and they eat snails in France. He's like, I ain't going to France. He said, snails, frog legs. Don't they have hamburgers? They they have cold tomato soup or something like that. Vichy Bisque, yeah. But frog legs, they eat them in our country here too, because I know in the south. Like not where I'm at, they don't. Not around here either, <laughs> but I know a couple people that like them. There, there used to be a, a, a restaurant along I-70 uh, that specialized in frog legs. It was called Croker's. Croker. Yeah. <laughs> that was the name of the restaurant. Was, they don't have it there anymore. It's something else now. But yeah, There's for three years. Carlisle that I don't remember the name of the restaurant, but I know when. One of my daughters got married. The reception rehearsal dinner was at this restaurant, and some of the people that were in the wedding decided they wanted to try frog legs, and I was not one of them. <laughs> um, I suppose if someone didn't tell me what it was, I would probably eat it, but I probably wouldn't appreciate it once they told me. <laughs> right? Yeah, they have went to Chinese buffet in Alton. <laughs> really? Well, and if I know they're there, they're going to stay there. Exactly. And I tell them to put them back on the frog or whatever. Exactly. <laughs> All the poor frogs running around in wheelchairs. Man. <laughs> Got prosthetic legs trying to hop around. Well, we should get on with some news. Let's do that. Let's read some All news. Right. What do you Anybody got, got a frog story? No, I don't think I do. No, I everything know. but a frog story. I got a moose and a dog and a cow and a you got a whole farm full of animals. Yeah. And a little boy. Go ahead, start us off. Yeah. I've got a story about another moose, moose, up in Canada, in Quebec, that wanted to go 
swimming in a swimming pool. <laughs> and splash. The moose had jumped over a backyard fence. The woman and her two kids heard a crashing noise and a splash. And they thought Saw a moose taking a bubble bath. <laughs> she said it took her a few moments to realize it. She thought it was a horse. No, it's a dog. <laughs> no, holy crap. It's a moose. <laughs> well, yeah, they are about as big as horses, but the big old antlers on them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. So, yeah, there's no antlers. It was a female moose. But... They, they had to, they found it easier to, they drained the swimming pool. They still had to tranquilize the moose to drag <laughs> it there. Yeah, the moose was ready to party. <laughs> yeah. Came to the pool and got some drugs. <laughs> they didn't want wow. they they were going to sedate the moose. They didn't want the moose to, to fall over and drown in the water. So that was an in-ground pool or above ground? Well, I assume it would be an in-ground pool because yeah. she jumped over the fence and splashed, but uh. you know above if they went over a fence, it could have I don't know, it could have been either one, but well, yeah, if they had a fence, I mean, it just keeps neighbors out. Uh, yeah. Huh. Yeah. Them, so, uh, bathing mooses out there. Huh? Once the moose started to recover, that you know, they were checking it out, make sure it's okay, and then the moose recovered and, you know, they let it loose in the woods or hmm. it took off. <laughs> you can't well, Now, last week <clears throat> had a story about a cat who jumped uh from a building that was on fire and of right. course you know as it turns out it hit under a car and then tried to get away from its rescuers well this week in chicago again in another burning building this time it is a parrot uh. chicago <laughs> fire crew has to re- rescue a parrot from the ledge of a burnt building Doesn't just fly away? That's what I thought too. Doesn't don't parrots fly? Can't it just like you know uh, spread its wings and you know go for it? Well, it's been clipped. You know, it could still. Well, it might have been clipped. Maybe I don't know. But they could still they could still coast like a chicken. You would think, (laughs) Uh, but uh, the the fire department. Uh, didn't have to raise a ladder to rescue a cat from a tree over the weekend, but they did have to, to get the ladders out to rescue this bird off of a ledge. They had been returning from a emergency call when they were flagged down by uh, the owner of the bird on, on a second floor window of the, uh, the railroad building, kind of downtown there in Chicago. The, the, he, he kind of waved him down and had him help get his bird down. So uh, it, apparently the building wasn't on fire. Uh, it, it, the bird apparently was with someone who took it uh, to a protest rally. <laughs> uh, people who were waving Palestinian flags, calling to end the bloodshed of the Middle East. And apparently the bird... Uh, Somehow got up on the second floor and like, oh my gosh, my bird! I'm gonna, I'm mm-hmm. gonna protest, and do all kinds of you know mean things about whatever. Mm-hmm. But my bird, oh, you're my bird, oh no! 
mean, he took him so he could flip people the bird. <laughs> uh, yeah, there we go. That was one way to flip people the bird. I wouldn't have yeah. he, he was a I'm kinder, just, gentler protester, I guess. Huh? Just flipping you the bird right there. That's him. <laughs> His name is Flip. <laughs> but it was happily reunited to its owner. He was oh, never pushed sweet. out of the nest. He was never pushed out of the nest. Didn't know how to fly. <laughs> well, my story, my story comes from New York about a cat that, like you said, trapped under a car. This woman gets in her car and drives from Buffalo to I can't even pronounce the name of the town uh, to wash her car, and then she was going to go on to work. And when she gets to work and gets out of her car, people are saying they hear a cat. Well, they looked up her car and there was a cat stuck under her car. So they called people to help get it out. So here, this car, this cat had traveled at least 10 miles, got washed from, by the, from car the car wash. wash. Wow. Went through the car wash. And the lady says, I don't know how it got in there, under there, because she doesn't even own any cats. Where did it come from? She has no idea. Just crawled her to take a nap. Next thing you know, it's getting washed. Like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm afraid of the water. I got to stay. That is weird. That is crazy. I don't know how what was in there holding it in so it didn't fall out. And just the travels. It was just balancing really good. I guess. <laughs> well, my next story is about an 85-pound German shepherd that could have used a good bath at the car wash because <laughs> firefighters and police were called to his family's home because their 85-pound German shepherd fell into their 500-gallon septic tank. Oh, no. <laughs> I thought you were going to say he was sprayed by a skunk or something. <laughs> it's in Benford. Uh, oh, I thought it was Florida. Uh, but they were able to get it out with a pole uh, with the, the loopy thing they used around their neck. You know, yeah. fish, fished it out, went fishing for a dog and <laughs> it was a dog log. It was covered with poo. Yeah. poo poopy dogfish. <laughs> they gave it a good bath, probably at the car wash. <laughs> yeah. And it was okay. It was oh, not- my, my dog once, whenever we lived out in the country, uh, there on Altamont, and we had a septic tank. And there, every so often in the morning time, we take him out in the yard to do his business, and he just had to sniff around the edge of the leach field, which is you know where the the fluid parts of your waste products go. But apparently, sometimes the sewage would must have uh, got up in that ditch because he, he he'd be like sniffing around and eating poop, and then he'd be like sick all day long. And so they're like, well, because you can't take you to work, got to stay home today, buddy. I don't want to clean up no uh, diarrhea mess at work. <laughs> yes. So he did it once. There was that story there with the dog in the septic. That was in New Hampshire, Bedford, New Hampshire. Ah. I was trying to find where that took place. So that was uh, that doggy story. All right. Well, um, I have one about a. A hundred and eleven year old Australian man, the oldest Australian man on record, and I think the oldest man alive on the planet uh, since 
uh, a World War II, or World War One veteran died uh, a number of years back. Uh, he uh, was uh, a retired retired cattle rancher, um, and he told Australian Broadcasting Corporation from his nursing home uh, that a weekly poultry delicacy has contributed to his longevity. Hmm, Once well, a week he eats chicken? The cattle rancher who eats chicken, but not just any chicken. Do you want to guess what parts of the chicken he would eat? <laughs> uh, chicken mm, brains. I, I know, brains. Chicken brains. <laughs> I was going to say chicken wings, but I didn't know. I ain't eat no chicken yeah. brain. Can't be much there. <laughs> he, he must be a chicken zombie or something. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, he, he attributes his long years to uh, having chicken brains once a week. I guess whether well, he needs it or not. Guess yep. I won't be living to 102 because I ain't eating chicken brains. <laughs> I'm mighty hungry because it doesn't seem like a chicken would have a very big brain. But yep. anyway, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he said to have a sharp memory at his age. You know. I have a hungry alligator story. That's here what it's all about. Down in Florida, of course. Where else would it be at? <laughs> New York. A hungry alligator. Was, I could look up the city here while I'm talking. Uh, a hungry alligator was chased off from a Wendy's hamburger joint. <laughs> he wanted Where a is the beef? All it was, it was a hamburger in there. So hungry. I'm tired of eating stuff in the swamp. Give me hamburger. <laughs> Fully County, Fully County in uh, Florida. There's a six foot gator chasing customers around the parking lot. Guess it was really <laughs> French fries and chili. He's looking for a handout. Come on, he <laughs> So, woo. <coughs> the day the arrow, owl, alligator went berserk. Yeah. <laughs> I could hardly get that word out. Alligator. They they if you don't want to give him a hand, I'll just take a hand. That's all. Yeah. They chase it off <laughs> next door to McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Let McDonald's worry about it. Yeah. He <laughs> <laughs> can go eat a clown instead of a Wendy's hamburger. And then I'll go next door to Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> Use some chicken brains. brains. Yeah, there you go. That's just the same thing. <laughs> you got any other story? I have a story actually about another alligator, but this one is in Wisconsin, of all places. It has too cold. It escaped from its zoo uh, enclosure, but it, the way they say this word, its name, where is that? Because Keith, you used to live in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fonduel is what Fondulac. it sounds like. They said Fonduel. Hmm. Huh. But this alligator is a docile one. It's 30 years old or 35 years old. It's been in this zoo hmm. and it's got arthritis, which I thought was weird. I didn't know our alligators could get arthritis in their jaws and it can't hardly open its mouth at all. So the feeding you see, tube. You see this little poor alligator moping around and Wisconsin, anywhere you're supposed to return we'll it work to for zoo. baby food. <laughs> I can't open my eyes. I'm harmless. 
he he won't be attacking people for hamburgers. He might just be wandering around looking. Yeah, he might attack babies to get their bottles. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> oh yeah, and his name is Rex. If you happen to see Alligator Rex wandering around, Rex. <laughs> well, I'll get one more story. You got something, Terry? Yeah, I got a couple, but eh, they tied to get well. I can go over next to another one if you want. You want to go talk mine? It's my last one. Um, go ahead. Well, you know, of course, in, in recent weeks, uh, people demanding the COVID uh, vaccine shots have been tapering off, and people have all kinds of perks that you can get free stuff. Uh, I, I think Ohio had a million dollar lottery, and New York had a lottery. And you get, you get a, free food, different places. Get a joint for a jab at the marijuana store. Yeah, well, in Las <laughs> Vegas, <laughs> a pop-up vaccine clinic went in at a strip club. Oh, no. <laughs> where you could visit the Larry Flint's Hustler Club. Uh, and uh, on, on this particular day, a... Uh, exotic dancer wearing a French maid outfit uh, stood in line to get her vaccine as well. Uh, it snaked past uh, all, all through the building, I guess. When, and whenever it was her turn, she sat in a chair, held on to a feather duster uh, while the uh, shot was administer into her already exposed arm but <laughs> she re- waited for the required 15 minutes of observation sitting with other vaccine recipients hmm. I wonder if it took only 15 minutes <laughs> excuse me but the strip club was vacant there was no action on the polls uh, I thought maybe they could sit and watch a dance for 15 minutes and then be done. Well, maybe not her dancing, uh, but somebody else. The story (laughs) goes on. Uh, It was an unconventional site for a walk in vaccination clinic. uh, As you know, government officials and people try to uh, spur the uh, the, the sagging demand for the COVID vaccine, They're they're turning to creative ways. This is just another way to access the population, says the chief nurse of Southern Nevada Health District, who monitored the pop-up clinic. Uh, It might attract people who like the novelty of it, I suppose, she says. (laughs) Uh, The clinic opened for several hours, administering shots to about 100 people before the strip club opened for its usual business. (laughs) Uh, several workers at the club including uh the the topless dancer got their shots in the clinic along with members of the public Hmm. some people i bet there's a lot of men getting their shots there (laughs) yeah well some people shut up for the shots admitted they were reluctant to get the vaccine but decided to go for it if it meant visiting a strip club (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, Can you imagine like people from the church going, we've never been in here before. They went just to get the shot. Well, isn't that special? <laughs> so they can say they've been there. <laughs> you know, one man who uh, was reluctant to get the shot, but uh, due to his love of traveling, figured there was a, the incentive that he needed. Uh, he probably would have gotten it eventually, but decided to go to the Hustler Club because it felt familiar. <laughs> I've been here so many um I've been here a few times um maybe about 10 times he says <laughs> with a laugh <laughs> oh wow I was going to wait says Las Vegas resident Michael Myers <laughs> as he stood between a full-length picture of a naked woman and a sign promoting social distancing <laughs> <laughs> it was a picture, so he was socially distanced from the real person. <laughs> now, Meyer's wife, Lisa, says he he changed his mind when she says we can both go together and get the shot. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of a wife is that? Let's go to the strip club, guy. Let's get some Keep shot. him on the straight and narrow. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> but besides getting the shot in the club. It also included uh, some freebies and perks. I think you can get some free tickets for up to five friends to go see the show, you know, which, you know, there was empty at the moment, but it was you know, just before the show time. Anyway. Hmm. <laughs> wow. I got my last shot the other day. I didn't get nothing. Walmart, they suck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and my wife will agree with you on that one. <laughs> hmm. yeah, wow. Talk As we know, an Idaho man, David Rush, we've heard that name many times again. <laughs> trying, you know, tries to break all these world records. He actually has, I've looked it up, 150 different re world records that he holds. Wow. One that he can't get. In Illinois, a cow gave birth to triplets mm -hmm. oh. and the odds of that were like 105,000 to one and David Rush can't give birth to a cow <laughs> oh. now that would be a yeah. world record and so <laughs> the the couple knew that the cow was going to have kittens mm -hmm. so. yeah, like a calf yeah we have a grandson who likes to sing a song meow meow I'm a cow I don't know where he got it from, but that's a song he likes to run around singing. Yeah. Anyway, good. And so the, they went to bed and they woke up in the morning to three little cowlings. <laughs> wow. And Could be one big first, cow mama. When I saw the headline, it said, uh, you know, it, the cow gives birth to, I thought it said red triplets. But I said oh. rare, rare. Oops, please stand by. Hi, I am Terry Hogan Helsley, your friendly Avon lady. If you need something, we more than likely have it. We have more than just makeup and cologne. 
we have cleaners, we have clothing, we have body wash and bubble bath, toothbrush and toothpaste. Everything will be delivered to your house. So go ahead and go to my website at www.youravon.com front slash T Hogan Health Sleep. That is front slash T H O G A N H E L T S L E Y. Thank you. Amboy, Illinois is the name of the town where the the cow named Minnie ah. was in Amboy, Illinois. Named Mimi or Mimi, I wonder. Mini, like Minnie oh, Mouse. Oh, Minnie. Okay. Minnie. Right. We yeah, got very you. many cows, which is weird. <laughs> A cow has one ca- one calf, but they have lots of udders. <laughs> I know. They have enough udders for more, but so that sounds funny. That well, a, yeah. a woman only has one baby that has enough udders for well, more. Two. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, what, that's all she's got. What, one for white, and one for chocolate, isn't it? I forget. It's been uh. a while. <laughs> <laughs> and I have one more quick one, unless somebody else Let's, does. I have I, no more. I'm all out Go of ahead. so lay it on us here. In Indiana, in Indiana, a nine-year-old boy named Landon, who happens to be the same age and name as my grandson. All right. He was he was doing some chores, cleaning out the family. Oh, it can't be your grandson. Yeah. No. <laughs> but he might after he hears the story, though, see, so. Yeah, who knows? A old boy named Landon in Indiana was doing his uh, chores, cleaning out the car. They're getting ready to take it to the car wash, him and his parents. Mm-hmm. He looked under the floor mat. And he found an envelope and he said, hey, dad, I found something here. And they thought maybe it was just an envelope of receipts. They looked in the envelope and it had $5,000 in it. Yeah, well, where did that come from? I mean, did his parents just lose it or something or what? Well, it was a recently you know, vehicle they had just purchased. Oh, so, they just purchased it, and I don't know why they'd be cleaning it out. But anyway, after the first time of dirtying it, I guess I don't know. <laughs> you have it for a maybe, little. Maybe hey, they, let's get it cleaned. You know, or they, they drove it around for a week or a month or something. Right, right. That's what I mean. They had it for a little while, but it it was pre-owned vehicle. So, so next time you need to clean out your car or wash it, just tell Landon, "Hey, just watch out for the envelope that's up under the seat." <laughs> Yeah, you might be surprised what you find besides old french fries, you know. Yeah. And so, and, and maybe just the grand sleep, leave a few bucks in it, but maybe not 5,000. <laughs> due to the fact that it was such a large amount of money, they were able to contact the previous owners who had said that they went on a cruise in Florida. And they had misplaced that envelope, and they were more than happy to have had it discovered. They gave the little boy a thousand dollars of the oh. finder's fee. Hmm. So it must have been lost for a while. I mean, they went on the cruise, they came back, they <laughs> yeah. traded cars, and still had didn't find their money. 
Yeah. Even the detailers of the car lot, they probably didn't do a good job, but they would have found it. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so, uh, anyway, uh, the stories I have. let's go ahead and transition. What do we have next? Uh, some Harry's wacky, weird words of the week. Don't you Harry's. have any words? I do, but you always do your top 10 first. No, you can do your words first. I got to get to it. Oh, okay. I can he has to find his list. You're not right. No, I got mine right here. Another word out of you and out you go. Go ahead. The first word is castination. Castination. C-A-C-H-I-N-N-A-E. That's what a farmer does to his bowls. A farmer does that to his bowls. Removal of your testicles. Castination. That's castration. Yeah, <laughs> actually, I'm going to guess those little castanet mm. things the Spanish dancers have. Maybe it's a process of clicking them together. I don't know. Okay. Well, that word means loud laughter, which happens sometimes on this show. <laughs> I'm whatever you said. Castration. Castration. Not in front of our listeners. Oh. <laughs> I hope everybody castrates to our show. Okay. This next word's a little easier. It's D A N I O, Danio. 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 D A N I O. It's like a Banio, Joe. Like a banjo, only it's for a guy named Dan. <laughs> Danny old boy. Maybe it's an Irish thing. Who knows? Uh, it's, it's a doorknob. No, no, no. It's the it's a certain type of feeder fish. A fish. It's a fish. All right. <laughs> it's not tops on my list. I, I could use some, you know, bass or trout or something. Yeah, they're probably not very big either. Like a little crappy, I mean, crappies, <laughs> maybe Tropical like a little fish, yeah, a minnow or something. A Tropical fish or something. Yeah, um, our next word is a, a bassinet, and it's not something a baby sleeps in. No, that it's was my guess. A B A C I N A T E, a bassinate, a basconate, a basconate. See, I pronounce it the way the phone says it. It may be pronounced wrong, so that's why I try to spell it. Yeah, like the dictate <laughs> button now. It, it's the process of weaving baskets. You're going to abascinate <laughs> this these reeds into a, a basket. Um, a basket. <laughs> well, this Hanger. one kind of <laughs> pertains to us too. This one means to blind someone. Oh. You have been abascinated. Don't show me that. No. <laughs> I've been basconated. I was like vascinated. At, at, at the Larry Flint Hustler Club. Ah. <laughs> okay, this next word is ex I can't even hardly say. It. I'm gonna spell it first. E C D Y S I A S. T. You're just throwing letters. Exodius. Exodius. I'm so excited. Yeah. I'm so excited. 
It doesn't make much well, sense. Yeah, that doesn't. I haven't got a clue. It's the Leonard Skinner <laughs> way of spelling excitedness. That's me. <laughs> With the Y's in it. Did Carson. Um, <laughs> We're confused. That's what it means. Confusion. Exidious. <laughs> it means a stripper. Oh, really? So, they, once again, we're back to Larry Flash. It was a stripper from so the we club. can be vaccinated while we uh, get vaccinated. It's, it's <laughs> weird because I picked these words out like three days ago. What are you thinking about, Jill? Holy cow. Today. <laughs> Before you even knew about the stripper club. <laughs> <laughs> that's wow, crazy. We're on a, that, that, that's got to be the name of our show. Strippers. <laughs> Strippers. <laughs> this one is Brontide, B R O N T I D E. So it's spelled simply B R O N T I D E, Brontide. Brontide. It, wow, it's like, I don't know, the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like that's high tide, low tide, drawn mm-hmm. tide. Brown tide. <laughs> Laundry detergent. Hey, there you go. Brown tide. It's the brown thunder, tide. Yeah, thunder so rumbling sound. So that's when thunders thunder or rumbles. Rumble. Brown tide. And it causes the brown side of your underwear. <laughs> <laughs> brown slide. Brown tide. <laughs> okay, the last word is called Xantope. No, I don't think it's the last one. I think it's five. It starts with an X. X-A-N. Hold on. It got me confused. It threw me off. <laughs> X-A-N-T-H-I-E-P-E. Xantope? Xantope? Hmm. It's like a dancing centipede. <laughs> <laughs> a van can pee too. <laughs> Santa pee. It's, yeah, it's a mythical beast that uh, mm. dances and something. Somebody. Well, Keith is close. No, Keith is really close. It means a yellow horse. Oh. A mythical creature, you said, and I guess a yellow horse. A horse of another color. Yeah. I wonder if maybe they could have said that in um, Wizard of Oz. Look, it's a xanthopede. The color of pee, it's yellow. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, this last word. This is the last one. Terry will get a kick out of it. It's fartate. F-A-R-T-A-T-E. Fartate. Fartate. F-A-R-T-A-T-E. Fartate. Fartate. F A R T A T. Put your mouth down there. Looking for a fart. Put your mouth down there and taste it. A fart. A fart. I guess when you have hemorrhoids and you just have to let let it rip, huh? Well, that's eight. She said eight, like you ate it. You put your mouth. Oh, okay. It's it's the process of passing. That's when you bite the bubbles in the bathtub. <laughs> that's funny. It, it's not like you. That's a voice of experience or something, there, Terry. Right? <laughs> oh, I hear tell. I don't know. Okay. It means feeling stuffed with food. 
So I suppose oh, all of that no. could happen after, after you. After the China buffet. Terry just say you're full. Just say you're full. That sounds you are. better. Oh, I'm so fart-ate. <laughs> I could see everybody in the restaurant saying that. Oh, fart-ate. You ate what? <laughs> oh, I fart-ated. All right. Well, let's... <laughs> Let's shift All into right. our top well. 10 list. <laughs> Being since it's close to Memorial Day, I've had this list for a little while. I've been sitting on it. I ran across this list of fun facts about the United States presidents. All right. Fun about each president. There's 44 of them, if you're counting, but... Mm-hmm. I won't go through all of them today. Well, it's 46 of them currently. <clears throat> and so <sighs> let's go back to the beginning. Number one, George Washington. George Washington did not have wooden teeth. Yeah. Dun, what? Dun. <laughs> It, it, it was had, a common practice, but I, I don't think he actually had them. Right. Because of the fact that he was not poor, he did not have wooden teeth like the poor people. He had teeth made of bone and cow bone and ivory. He drank a lot of dark wine that stained his teeth and gave them the appearance of being wooden. Hmm. Mm. And number two, John Adams died. He did when? (laughs) He died 50 years after the signing of the Declaration of Independence. Him and Thomas Jefferson coincidentally died on the same day. On the same day, July 4th. Right. Mm. (laughs) And like, I think it said 1826. I think they said, wait. No, something like that. His last words were Thomas Jefferson still survives, but he didn't know that Thomas Jefferson had died a few hours before him. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, number three is Thomas Jefferson. I believe. Yeah. Thomas Jefferson's proudest accomplishment was not being president. On his tombstone, he requested three things put on his tombstone for his accomplishments. And that was that was author of the Declaration of Independence. And the statute of dependence for Virginia. And the father of the University of Virginia. Hmm. Um, Didn't know he did that. James, number four, James Madison. He was said to be the shortest president. He was five foot four, weighed a hundred pounds. He was frequently ill when he was younger. 
a little run boy. And he had a wife named Dolly who was a good cook. <laughs> Dolly Madison. She, he, he, his wife really was named Dolly. I think she was a, a good hostess. With that. Yeah. Oh. Hmm. Dolly Madison. Number, number five. Mm, got an five. James Monroe had one of the most peaceful presidents uh, time um, right after the war of 1812. Right. Tried to make America great again. Ah, for the first time, huh? <laughs> wow. Yeah. They started saying that way back then, I guess. Let's make America great. For the first time. It was, it was just mag back then, make America great. It was the ah. again. Yeah. <laughs> and so was he tall on it, like had or, or, orange skin or something? And had hotels. <laughs> <laughs> so number six, John Quincy Adams had a very strange routine. Uh oh. And he would go skinny dipping in the Potomac River every morning. Don't you see what that does to the audience? Yeah, builds them up to an awful letdown. Hmm. <laughs> he would go for a walk, and then he would jump into the river and skinny dip. The president should do that now. You think you can handle it? <laughs> <laughs> Come on there, Joe Biden, let's see you do that. Yeah, let's bring back some things. Some Actually, let's don't and say we did. <laughs> Number seven is Andrew Jackson. Andrew Jackson's thing is he didn't like paper money. Oh. But yet now he's on the $20 bill. But not, <laughs> not for, for long. Longer, no. That'll be Harriet Tubman or something. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. Maybe that's why they're taking him off. He. Hated it. He liked gold and silver instead and coins. You know? Well, there's some Indian tribes out there who are not fans of Andrew Jackson and even today will refuse to use a $20 bill. Hmm. After I all didn't these, know that. Yeah. Number eight, Martin Van Buren. He was the first president born in the United States of America. Oh. Mm -hmm. He was born in 1777. Huh? 1782. Oh, 80. uh, it had to be after 1776. <laughs> <laughs> and let's see, who's next? Are these in order, like from the, when they were the yeah. first president? Okay, I didn't know if he was doing them in order or just going through picking different ones. Nine, William Harrison had the shortest presidency in history. Well, not the shortest president, but he was only president for 30 days. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, he got elected and because I think on the campaign trail, he got sick. But then he ended up dying, I mean, before he was actually sworn in, I think. Or maybe well, well, you're close. <clears throat> it says, excuse me, <laughs> it says uh, he did not wear a jacket on his 90-minute inaugurational speech. Uh -huh. It led to him developing pneumonia. 
his his vice president took over. He deadly what? Septic shock. Oh, that's what it was. Died of pneumonia and and deadly septic shock. Wait for this thing to catch up. <laughs> so he uh, number ten of forty four. John Tyler was very unpopular. He was not liked as president. <laughs> he was the first non-politician to be president. <laughs> the early Trump, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the the uh, the most un unpopular president who ever hold a position. And they well, I, I was at that time. I'd say at the time because there's been presidents in more modern times that have been pretty doggone unpopular, not and not counting Trump. Yeah, and number eleven, James K. Polk. He you like to wear dots. His wife was a devout <laughs> Presbyterian who would not allow. Smoking, gambling, card playing, drinking in the White House. Mm. And he was not very popular because of that. <laughs> Did a lot of that take place back then in the White House? I guess so. Smoking and drinking, I could see, but playing cards, I guess all guys like to do that. Mm. <clears throat> that playing poker. That's um, how they made world decisions, I guess, back then. I guess. Let's flip a card. <laughs> Invite world dignitaries in, place in Zachary, poker. Uh, Where this hand? When the New Deal on this? <laughs> <laughs> Zachary or number twelve? Zachary Taylor was um, had no idea that he was even elected. The Whig Party sent him a letter without postage, and he refused to pay the postage, and huh. so he went. For quite some time, not knowing that he was their candidate to be president. <laughs> yeah. so. I'm sure by the time he was president, he probably figured it out. <laughs> yeah. How come I'm giving the speech again? I forgot. I didn't open the envelope. I didn't get the email. <laughs> Number 13, Millard Fillmore, say bibliophile. A what? A bibliophile, it says. Yeah, in other words, he liked books. He, they were book lovers. He was the one who who developed or established the first presidential library. Uh, there was a library that destroyed the National Library Congress, hmm. and him and his wife sort of rebuilt it and established that. <laughs> Okay. Always oh, yeah, wanted that kind of stuff. Fourteen. Well, of, oh. uh, we could always con continue this later. It's kind of yeah. I can bookmark it here. Okay. Um, so here we go. Anchor topic. And it's kind of the uh, catch-all of you know uh, getting services initially via talking to your vest and so forth. But you kind of use that for a grab bag of stuff. 
And do we want to do what you were saying, Terry, about uh, going over a GPS or? Yeah, we could do that. We all one now. <laughs> Does Jill want to do that? <laughs> Whatever, it's fine with me. I'm not the professional yet. You guys, you got well, yours. Okay, do you want to? Well, do you want to lead the show on that? Just kind of describe I, what. Uh, well, the let, we could. And it is here. I recently I had a a broken uh, Victor Reader Stream for third version with the GPS, and I sent it into Humanware, got it repaired, and then. Um, sold it to my sister for half the price of the cost of the repair. So she now has her own uh, Victor Eater. And yeah. so for so does Jill want to take over the show and you can describe it all for us? Describe what it looks like. Well, yeah, with it's... its clothes on, which is like a rubbery jacket, like the Victor Eater has a flap over it that covers the keypad and it's magnetic. So it hooks at the bottom to keep it protected. And then across the top is where your SD card would go in and your microphone or headphone, earbuds, whatever is a hole. And, and the SD card would be the memory for storing books and media files and stuff like that. Right. And our notes for the show. <laughs> and then down the left side is the power button. And it sounds like this. When you push it, it'll vibrate. Oh, I vibrate. thought it beeped. My, no. other, my old one beeps. I was still used to that. And it will tell you, welcome to Victor Reader. It should say that, I think, anyway. And then under the power is the volume up, volume down buttons. They're kind of arrow shaped. Mm-hmm. And that's all that's on the left. And then on the bottom is where you would charge it. The charging port. The charging port. And the handle, uh, wrist handle that you can put on your wrist. And then up to the right side is the record button. You press and record. And that's all that's on that side. And then on the face of it, there are rows of buttons. It sounds like it would be confusing having so many buttons, but it's fairly easy. The top section is um, the bookmark is on the right. Uh, the center button is... Uh, it's your mode switch for GPS. I was going to say, I can't think of what it's called exactly. Book, but Bookcase book one and two. And, and, well, and, so it, it goes from GPS to your local books to your downloadable books in the back of GPS. Yeah. And then your top right button is your go-to, if you're in a, a bookshelf, you can go to book one or two or three. Uh, I forget what it is for the GPS. You guys would have to say that. It's for going to Not a particular left. POI. Okay. The, the, yeah, bookmark, the bookmark is how you would set a POI, and the go-to is how you would go to a POI. Okay. You can create a route to a POI. Right. And that's the top three buttons. And then the next set of buttons is like set out like a keypad on a phone or something. The one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, zero, and the star and the asterisk. Now the five has two buttons or two dots on it, so you can locate it easy. And the two, the four, the six, and the eight have arrows, which you can 
you can feel them if you don't have neuropathy in your fingers and um the two it's like across the top of it the eight is across the bottom and of course the four and six the arrows you can feel on the sides um but do you want do you want me to tell what each button does or just you like well, you said just give a description just to continue the, on at the bottom you got well, some buttons there too okay yeah underneath the at well, the bottom of under the, the zero, the star, and the asterisk is actually a, a ridge to let you know you're in the bottom section. And there's a button that's the clock. What? And then the play is the very bottom button. And rewind and fast forward, then it's to the left and right of those two buttons are on top of each other. Yeah, and, and the play is, of course, play pause. Play pause, yeah. So if you're reading a book or something, uh, if you use the record button, the center button will pause your recording, resume the recording. Uh, so you can pause it. Uh, or if you, want to, if you just want to stop the recording, you just hit the record button a second time. Yeah, because that's one thing you can't go back. That's one thing I wish you could do. Like if you're recording, and I know they do have the pause, but sometimes you're like making a grocery list and you don't want to, you just kind of, I go from cabinet to cabinet, what do I need? But sometimes later on, oh, crud, I need to add this. Well, now I can't go back to that note that I've done stopped. Yeah, that would make be another handy one. if you could, uh, <laughs> could add on to your recording kind of yeah. to the very end of it. Maybe look, right. that be a feature sometime. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The only other thing I can say about it is the back is the battery. Um, it's easy with your thumb. Just pull a release valve or whatever you call it. And it, it pops right off the whole back of the battery. Yeah. And that okay. explains or describes the whole thing pretty much. I don't know. Then I'm not sure want. how we're doing on time. I'm sure we don't have a lot of time. Um, like I like I'd said whenever we got I took it to you, and like I had told our brother Steve too, if you press and hold the zero, and then you can push any key on there and it'll tell you what it does. If you press and hold the number it would take you into the on built-in user guide so you have everything you need on the machine itself to tell you how to operate it it's pretty right cool, but and, and so with with those kind of basic descriptors in mind we don't really have a lot of time and and it, the, the device really does a lot of uh, uh, cool navigational things as well as book reading and we, we cannot we may have to come back to that at a later time and go into more detail with that. Yeah. But, uh, right, at least yeah. uh, there's a basic description and it's about the size of, a, of the old style Nokia or flip phones or that kind of a thing. It doesn't flip though. It just has a protective like cloth cover on either side. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I would love to dive more into that and talk about you know what the various buttons do in more detail and maybe that will be uh, where we go next time or sometime soon in the future uh, so here's where we probably ought to bring in some closing thoughts um, ooh, ooh. I, I, look, I, I <laughs> hope I might have some emails this week but we don't have any hmm so, Terry, you got a final thought, don't you? I heard the ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> yeah, but I got to get to it. I didn't know we were there already. <laughs> oh. 
Well, an officer pulled me over for driving in circles. I was just going for a little spin. (laughs) (laughs) What did the baby corn say to the mama corn? Where's popcorn? (laughs) Yeah. I have one. Go ahead. Thinking the other day about two parallel lines and how much they have in common, but they'll never meet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there you go. I'm not addicted to brake fluid. I can stop at any time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know what the best thing about Switzerland is, but their flag is a big plus. (laughs) (laughs) I have another. If somebody goes trampling your garden, does that give you the to beat the plants off of them? Yeah, there we go. Good way to put that. Yeah. Well, that's all I got for today on that. I don't have any more either. Neither. Okay, well, this is where we possibly sign out. Uh, This is your host, Keith. Thanks for listening. Uh, Leave us a rating and review and tell a friend about us and help them get us added to their podcast. Take your friend's phone, subscribe, hit subscribe. <laughs> subscribe to the doctors and nurses. <laughs> so, yeah. There's tell all your friends, friends. Tell all your enemies. <laughs> that sounds funny. <laughs> Be a subscriber and we'll give you a free t shirt. <laughs> <laughs> You'll give him a free t-shirt? <laughs> give, him, give him the shirt off of his back. Uh, might not be a clean one, but we'll give you a free one. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds funny. TSF at that sounds funny.com.